Today on Ovias and Gilio, while Duke is still enjoying the glow of their win over Clemson, Clemson's dealing with the fact that Dabo has been stubborn. And what do we know about college football right now? You better use that transfer portal. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, will drop on by to get us ready for week one of the NFL season and why this carriage fight between Disney and Charter Spectrum is different. Thanks for following us on your favorite podcast platforms. You know what really helped us out beyond that? Throwing it five stars, leaving a review. We appreciate all that stuff, and it helps move us up in the algorithm. Same with subscribing on YouTube. You know what else you can do? Buy a t-shirt. Check out breakingtea.com slash OG. That's breakingtea.com slash OG. The Ovias and Gilio collection is there. You will have the most fire fit at your tailgate in one of our t-shirts. OG. 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 It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. But it was something new. I mean, doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillia. I'm Joe Ovius, Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties. And thanks to Copiers Plus for sponsoring Ovius and Gillia. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Print management, document management. These are things that you can outsource. There are things that you and I, as a small business, uh, as a couple of small business owners, there are certain things that you and I know we can handle. But there are some other things, as we're finding out, we got to outsource. Print management. Sometimes you just have to ask for help. Right. And, and ask, you got to ask experts. And that's what Copiers Plus can do for you. Local, you're talking to people. They're here. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. I feel like, I feel like we're still in the afterglow of Duke's win. Over say, Clemson. I was going to say, speaking of asking for help, <laughs> Dabo, buddy, Sweeney, it's not buddy. that hard, man. So it's we'll, we'll get to that because I don't want to make this nationally. It is about Clemson and Dabo and where things are with that program. But what I think is great is that nobody really thinks about Duke football, but primetime Monday night, you got somebody incredibly likable like L- Riley Leonard. You know, you probably don't feel like this because you're not like one of these hardcore hipster music guys who like, I saw that band in the, you know, I saw them at the cat's cradle before they broke big. I feel like that when it comes to Riley Leonard, we saw what Riley Leonard was capable of last year because it's Duke football and they went nine and four. It was more about, wow, Mike Elko did a great job. Yeah. Well, the reason why Mike Elko did a great job is because he got this dude in Riley Leonard who's kind of under the radar compared to the shinier objects in the ACC, Drake May, Jordan Travis being it. But on Monday night and that 44 yard play. And when we talked to him at ACC kickoff, how likable is that kid, man? I say kid, but how likable is that guy, man? He gave my favorite answer from the kickoff. When I said, how many different teams tried to get you in NIL? And he said, nobody asked twice. Love that answer. (laughs) Love that answer. Everybody asked once, man. And I was worried about that last year for Duke. While mm-hmm. Sam Hartman and Devin Leary, mm-hmm. I said, hey, mm-hmm. you guys are focused on the wrong person yeah, here. Man. Drake May, all the attention on Drake May. <laughs> it would have been really easy for Riley Leonard to take money from Auburn or Georgia yep. or anyone else and go and go play somewhere else last year. Says a lot about what he's done with Mike Elko, the relationship that he has with Duke and Kevin Johns. Because I told you, man, you know coaching when you see it. Yeah. And that team was fired up to play. Mm-hmm. That team was fired up to make a point that nine and four was not, you know, some sort of one off last year that it wasn't just, Oh, we beat temple. No, man, they just beat Clemson. They just beat the Kings of the ACC. So when Brown, Brownlow pointed this out, when Duke social media is on it, they don't miss. Right. 
Duke Duke Athletics rarely misses on social media. They're kind of like the Carolina Hurricanes of the ACC when it comes to flexing on people. So they had a little graphic about how they shut out Clemson in the second half. And if it wasn't for that muff punt, they they shut them out pretty much the whole game. Pretty much the whole game. And they put this graphic and the caption was, must have been that long walk at (laughs) halftime. I'm like, so good. So Riley Leonard gets caught up on the ACC network because he basically was talking about how he had something that was due that night, but they just beat Clemson and there's no way it was going to get turned in on time. So Duke, the actual university, put out a response to what Riley Leonard had said after the game. Professor Taylor, if you're seeing this, please... Let me turn in my homework late because it's due tonight. I think it's 12, so it may already be 12. Hey, Riley, great game last night, man. It was so exciting. Congratulations to you and all your teammates. But, you know, Wesley Williams and the other linemen who were in the class, they said they prepared ahead and did it ahead of time. So why didn't the quarterback? So no way, man. No extension. There you go. I don't believe him, by the way. I think he got an extension. You believe in that? I'm I'm not going to denigrate uh, Duke right now. Uh huh. Um, I'm just going to tell you that I have a. I got two. I got two examples for you. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to take out one other person's names because they're not my child. Sure. A student at NC State was given an online class. A freshman who just enrolled. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about this. I don't. They give them all of their assignments in the beginning of this semester. Okay. So once you knock those assignments out, You're those good, are your right? three credits. Okay. My son James is at ECU. He's got he's enrolled full 15 credits this year. Sure. Two of those classes are online. Mm-hmm. Same deal. Here's all your assignments. Just do it on, on if your you own. do them. So yes, uh, uh, this feels slightly performative by well, Duke, and that's just, fine. It's, it's fine. And that's, that's fine. fine. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. Yeah, I love it. It's but all part of the story. Something tells me, and again, and from, also from what I know about football. You got to remember the the real problem and we're starting early today. Um, The real problem with, with football and the way that they treat football players, Mm -hmm. the student athletes is they isolate them from the rest of campus. They put them in their fancy centers. They, they give them all tutors, even though some, a lot of them don't need tutors. You know, I did not intend for you to well, go full here we well, are. actually. Here guy. we are. I mean, you are reply guy here we right are. now. Are, because, you, are, you, are you in the Duke mentions, by the way? I, said, well, actually, Duke <laughs> University, let me explain what's really going whole, on here. But it's the whole complex. They, yeah. they isolate football players. They, they make them practice in the morning. Most of them practice in the morning. They're not really on campus integrating with other players. Notice <laughs> notice, <laughs> Professor Taylor. Do you have a first name, dude? What are you, Dion? Um didn't mention another football player. Didn't mention another player from. Didn't mention another student no, from did. the rest of the class. He, he mentioned the line, the lineman there in the class from another football player. Oh, okay. Not another you. like student at large. I got you. I got you. Right. I got you. I got you. Because got you. they isolate these players and they don't really truly give them the true college experience, which is part of the industrial complex mm-hmm. with this stuff. You're going to college in theory. If all of this bullshit that Jim Phillips and Boo Corrigan and Bubba Cunningham and Nina King and and Kevin White, if all of this crap that they say is real about the opportunity of the student athletes, they'd let them go to class. They'd let them pick their majors. They'd let them actually go and intermingle with other people so that maybe when you graduate from Duke, you're like, hey, do you know who I took a a poli sci class with? Adam Silver. It was awesome. 
Now he invests in, in my project on the side. Now I have a chance to do something with my life. Sorry, uh, Riley Leonard. I'm, I'm sure you go to class. I'm sure you're just like Drake May and you showed up the day after you hit the big shot and you did all those things. But that's Luke. the real problem, Luke. That's the real problem with how they've set up college sports now. They don't give they don't give the actual Joe, athletes a chance Joe, to be students. Joe, it was just a fun tweet. It's just a fun tweet. But you know what? I'm going to give this one to you. You know why? Because in a couple of weeks, I'm about to do the same thing with the Star Wars limited series, Ahsoka. All right, let's get over to Clemson and their side of things. You actually had put this out on Yellow Pad on social media. I think you wrote about this on Saturday Road. I did. As well. I like how you put it. Just add water. Add those transfers. You see what happens. Florida State. Obviously, it's not that easy. It's but. Not, and, that, and that's the clear, that's the key thing here that it I didn't look like it. For Florida I, State. It, it, you know, when it looks easy, we diminish the work and the other things that had to go right to make it look easy. And Mike Norvell, who had once again had, you know, Willie Taggart was in the same boat. He had to repair all the things that were broken from the Jimbo Fisher era, the end of the Jimbo Fisher era. He failed. Mike Norvell has double the work. Not only do you have to correct the mistakes of the end of the Jimbo Fisher era, you also have to resuscitate this thing from how bad it got under Willie Taggart. And he went about it two ways. One, you got to recruit like hell. And that's what Florida State did. Go look at their recruiting rankings. Florida State has actually been pretty good under Mike Norvell. They're kind of back to what you expect out of Florida State. But then there's the other ingredient, the water, if you will. You got to go into the transfer portal. In this modern era of college football, if you are not utilizing the transfer portal, you are asking for problems, which we saw come home to roost for Clemson on Monday night against Duke. And you see where starters from the transfer portal since 22, you see 12 from yeah, the FSU. last two years for Florida State. What do you, is that, is that for real? We're not, we're not counting Bear Bryant's kid? <laughs> We're not going to count Bear Bryant. Can you, can you put a little asterisk there? Just he, put Bear Bryant's kid. He, he didn't play. Okay. All right. No, so you look at these are the these are the twenty two players. So far, to every if you go to a box score from any game, they give you the starters for the game. Yeah. So out of the twenty two starters, eleven on offense, eleven on defense, twelve of them from Florida State were added in the last two years through the transfer portal. So, in a way, the only way for Florida State to get out of the mess that they were in mm-hmm. was the transfer portal. So why won't Dabo do this? To do this, you have to admit at some point you were wrong in the players that you recruited out of high school. Mm -hmm. And I I won't use their names again. Or supplement. Because that's the other thing, too. But if you look at that, if you know you have gaps, because it's, again, Florida State is a mix. If you know you have gaps, why would you not augment what you have through the transfer portal? It's not like Florida State didn't recruit receivers, though. True. Do you see what I'm saying? I got you. I get what you're saying. So at that point, you have to say, I missed on this guy. Mm -hmm. And Dabo's thing and rightfully it has worked and and we shouldn't denigrate loyalty as as a fault no right but it can trip you up particularly in college football where again it's supposed to be about their opportunity and their education and their chances of of doing something with their life when football's over yeah because yeah not that many of them are going to play in the nfl or if you look at the conversation i had with jalen samuels on on law of the wolf Maybe you play for four years in the NFL. You're 27 years old. You're like, okay, now what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Right. That's those are hard conversations to have. And those are the chances that you're trying to set people up for. So I get the loyalty part for Dabo, but I also get looking, you, you, you have to make hard choices. And I actually want to give Dave Doran credit here 
because this is one thing he's done a really good job of, and he's done it consistently for his 10 years. He evaluates the players on his team, mm-hmm. and then he has honest conversations with them. And he says to them, I don't think you're going to play next year. I, I If I can help you go somewhere else and play, and I totally get that you want to play, because that's what players want. They want to play, right? You know what I mean? So I, I want to give him credit for that. And I think what Dabo is doing is, is like what Dave is doing, but he's not being honest to himself. Mm-hmm. Like you have to look at those receivers and go, they're not going to help us win at the level that we need to win at. Mm-hmm. The same conversation was DJ with DJ Uwe Ungolale. Mm-hmm. Like it was fairly obvious to everyone. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Trevor Lawrence. But it's also fairly obvious that Kate Klubnik coming up behind him isn't that guy either. I don't know. I, I, he obviously well, okay. Well, that gets to the other, but part he too. obviously gave Uwe Ungolale more of a chance. He did, and, and I think Klubnik. I thought he was flustered. I thought he was he played poorly against Duke. But this is the but this is the the inconsistency with but, Dabo as I bring so, up. To, but to finish the point, you have to have an honest conversation and you have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and what your standard is. But he's done that. Why did he stop? I just brought up you yeah. bring up DJU and I bring up Cade Klubnik. We know, and there are examples where the difference at quarterback was the difference between having a great season and a national championship season. So why has Dabo stopped? Why has he been inconsistent with, this is not to the standard that we have here at Clemson, so I'm going to have an honest conversation with my guy and put the guy in that I think is a better chance of winning. Even why is he having those? Why is he not having those conversations this is, now? This is where we get, just as you hate assigning wins at the NFL to quarterbacks, yeah. we do oversimplify the quarterback position That's and fair. how much success it translates to at the college level. So there's, again here, there's two different standards. There's Clemson's standard, which is trying to win the national ch- title. Mm-hmm. In the years that they won the national title, they had T. Higgins, they had Justin Ross, they had Travis Etienne, they had playmakers, they had guys who were difference makers, mm-hmm. not just that. They had both a generational quarterback and guys who popped and made plays. Right now, they don't have guys who pop and make plays. They don't have a generational quarterback. And quite frankly, on defense right now, they don't have the the recent standard that they've had on defense either. So it's kind of like this whole mess where I, when I, to finish the point about being honest about what you have, this is the mixtape. This is the instant reaction. This Mm -hmm. is the, 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 the NFL coaches introductory press conference. You know it when you see it, you know it when you hear it. Keon Coleman coming to Florida state and popping the way that he did against LSU. You're going, you got a guy. Yeah. I mean, that's a half a million dollars or that's a million dollars or whatever the hell they spent on that guy to come mm-hmm. from Michigan state. They spent it wisely. That was smart stuff. You know what I mean? Cause you can get it wrong. You can't remember state last year added a receiver from Maryland. Didn't work. Don't even know his name. Anymore. Didn't work. Guy didn't even catch a pass. That's yeah, interesting. Right. Dabo. So you got to get the right guys and to your point. You have to use them successfully. I, I think, with Clemson, they get these four and five star guys, which, by the way, you you do have to pay to get mm-hmm. out of recruiting. Now mm-hmm. you're seeing this with State with Jonathan Taylor. Like you have to re- you have to pay to get those guys. Now this isn't you know, and even back then you know, wink wink, yeah, nod well, nod. Say, everybody in the I mean, SEC I, and everyone else had to get up to pay I, to get them. Do I, do I got to tell you Steve Logan stories? I mean, no, you don't. But <laughs> so you have to you still have to be smart with who you pay and how you yes. use your money. I just think I'm looking at their players and there's just no pop. There's no pop. And that's where now you have to get yourself into a situation where you have to scheme your guys open. And I didn't see that didn't from see Garrett that. Riley on Monday that's- night. And that was kind of, you know, disheartening. If you're a Clemson fan, you're going, well, we have the same players. So there's two ways. We know this in, in pro sports, right? Mm-hmm. There's two ways to fix a team. You get a new coach 
or you get a whole new roster. Mm-hmm. And given you're not going to get a whole new roster, you got to coach him up. Even Dion's going to probably face See, this next I, year. No, but I'm glad you brought that. But here's the thing about Dion, and, and this will get us to our next conversation uh, regarding Tez Walker, because Tez Walker was at Kent State. Kent State's head, the reason why Tez Walker is at Carolina is because what Sean Lewis, the head coach of Kent State, left to go be the offensive, offensive coordinator, coordinator for, Dion. for yeah. Dion. And I mean, I'm not telling you that what they're running at Colorado is some like, you know, galaxy brand sure. level offense, but Dion's getting out of the way and letting that offense cook. Okay, I got this talent. I got Shadour. We know what he's capable of doing, right? Well, let's let him cook. And that's what they're doing, at least in game one at Colorado. And I think it's going to benefit them and beat Nebraska this weekend, which uh, chef's kiss for that. Shout out to Matt Rule. So you bring on Garrett Riley and you saw much of the same kind of stuff that Slog, it was a slog last it, year. It was a so lot Dabo of Will getting, Shipley and a lot more of Will Shipley. And, so to put a to put a bow on this, you know, Dabo is going through something he predicted. Getting to the national championship is not as hard as maintaining. This is something that I used to have conversations with. You know, a little behind the scenes stuff when we did radio and you do radio for a long time. There's always the build, 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 build. You have the success. You end up being number yeah. one in the ratings. X Y Z. Sometimes you might even win an award. Cool. That's the easy part. Sure. It's maintaining what you've done. That is the hard part. And you have to adapt in order to maintain, which gets us to dabble because every college football program. And these guys love the build, by the way. They love the build. They love the build. I remember going to see Steve Spurrier when he took the Washington Redskins job. Oh, man. I went up there and I saw him because he had an unbelievable relationship with Colton Tudor. And I would. And I even went up there. And he was like looking at me and, and my wife Jessica was with me and he was like looking at us. He's like, what are you two doing here? And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm from uh, the News Observer in Raleigh. And I was like, you, you know, I have a great relationship with Colton. He's like, Tudor, I don't know. He's like, yeah, so yeah. now he's talking to me like the whole time. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, because he's saying to me, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you, what doing, are you doing here? Golfing. Well, he was, but it was, <laughs> but it was also like, he got to the point at Florida, remember? Yeah. Where you win the national title. And then the, you start winning 10 and 11 games every year. And people are mad at you right, for winning 10 and 11 well, games every year without winning a national title. And he's like, we get to a point. What am I supposed to do? We get to a point in sports. And this, this happens in college athletics all the time where we don't, we don't respect or appreciate how special some of these coaches are. And we just act like any other coaches can do it. Right. Coach K. Oh, well, I can win five national titles in five different eras of well, college Carolina basketball. basketball has a way of spoiling us. Carolina basketball <laughs> spoil it from time to time, but with football specifically, we act like every quarterback is going to be Tom Brady. Oh, you're going to play until you're 60. Cool. No Russ buddy, which we'll talk about a little bit later. It's going to drop off before you know it, man. And then Nick, I'm, we buying, act- I'm buying Russ low this year, by the way, Oh, dude, we'll get into that a little bit later with Brooke Pryor. We all think they're all going to be Nick Saban. No, man, yeah. there's one Nick Saban. One, one. So we act as Who though left LSU for that reason, by the way. Yes. I yeah. went to Miami because he's a K man. You know, I just won gonna, this thing. How am I supposed to keep, how am I supposed how to, gonna, to keep, keep going? This? Right. Yeah. But it, if you're going to keep, if you're going to keep at it, if you're not going to leave for the NFL, if you're not going to leave for another job, you have to adapt. And that's why Nick Saban to me is always going to be head and shoulders above the rest of all these coaches. Hey, look, every college football program has had this. Alabama was chasing it after Bear Bryant. How long has, I'm talking top level, yes. Georgia, how long they've been chasing it before it was 30 Kirby's, years, right? 30 Kirby, years. Now they're looking at maybe a three-peat. But then again, what happens to programs like that after a while? They'll drop back down. Florida State is in the same boat. They've been chasing it. Miami, they've been chasing it. Clemson, you were chasing it for heaven's sake. And you finally got it back with Dabo. And now you find yourself in this spot. All of our college football conversations brought to you by Wings Over. Check them out. Wings over Raleigh, wings over Chapel Hill, wings over Greenville. I'm hitting wings over 
on Saturday to watch some football outside with my neighbor, Rick. Uh, that sweet chili, I had it when we brought wings to the NNO. That was serious business. That was a big man. winner. That was a big winner. Sweet Lemon chili, pepper was low-key good, Wings, too. awesome. The tots are awesome. The waffle fries are awesome. Mm-hmm. He's got parking. Like, seriously, what else do you want in this world? Wingsover.com. Go check them out. Order those wings. Get yourself set because football season equals wings. You equals baller. Wings over equals success. Love it. Uh, speaking of college football, we got Notre Dame coming to town to take on NC State. Uh, Sam Hartman, transfer. He gets to Notre Dame. That's supposed to be the difference maker. <sighs> Sam Hartman's given NC State the business. State, State beat Sam Hartman last year in Raleigh. You're like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> no, he's back. <laughs> you got to see that guy he's ever He's back again. with a better team. And that's the thing. Notre Dame and ACC play, as you pointed out in the Yellow Pad stat yesterday, Notre Dame and ACC play has been pretty damn good, man. Yeah, pretty you, damn you, good. You want to be mad at Notre Dame for being Machiavellian <laughs> and, and, and mind tricking. Here's why. Well, you could you could be mad at them for trying to mind trick adding crap football programs in Stanford, Cal, and SMU. You're certainly well within all of your rights. But the real reason to be mad at Notre Dame is they keep kicking everyone's ass in the ACC. Like somebody stand up to these jabronis. <laughs> Anybody, please. I'm going to be really mad. I am going to be really mad if they come to Durham and Duke does not play like they did against Clemson against Notre Dame. I am going to be pissed at Mike Elko if they don't play with that same fire against Notre Dame. Would this explain why Robert and I, the offensive coordinator for NC State, wasn't really in the mood to answer questions yesterday? Shout out to JC over at Wolfpack Central. He's got this this week is formative. It's in front of us and we are in a race. So the time I'm speaking here is time taken away. (laughs) from evaluation and planning. So we're in a race, not just me, not just our player, but you all as well. Uh, Last week, I was uh, really proud of the start our guys had and uh, a lot of good things, uh, a lot of things I do believe we left on the field. Hopefully there is improvement game one to game two. First question. What things do you want to see improved? Uh, Explosives. Next. (laughs) He gets those explosives. Well, we execute them. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so this press conference was lit. I timed it. Two minutes. Yeah. 36 I, seconds. I, I was there, there, right? Yeah, I was there. And I was like, you know what? Do it to it, man. <laughs> I don't. He's. This is. You're not teaching old dogs new tricks here. No, man. He's 62. Like, no. and he was here and he was bought here for a reason to fix NC State's offense. And yes, he mentioned the opening drive, which, mm. whoa, I didn't know that was allowed at NC State. You're allowed to have a scripted drive where Crazy. you actually drive down the field and, and score a touchdown to open the game. Huh? <laughs> that was that was bananas. Bill, um, but, you you know, you're looking at a lot of their deficiencies on the yeah. offensive line. And I, and I think that's what he's primarily concerned about is UConn, while much improved, uh, does have a nice defensive front. And mm. I thought they gave NC State some problems. It's going to be a problem. You got to figure something out different for, for Notre Dame. And and that's, you know, that's the interesting, uh, that's the challenge facing NC State. From Bill Conley, he's got his S&P Plus. It's basically the fo- college yeah. football equivalent of Ken Palm. Uh, Notre Dame 31, NC State 17. I have uh, 24-14 Notre Dame on the uh, Law of the Wolf podcast right. this week. So right. makes me feel good when I'm, when I'm lined up with, uh, with Bill. Over to North Carolina, the tick on App State. We're going to talk to App State head coach Sean Clark on tomorrow's show live from the beer cave. Very excited about that. Mac Brown had his uh, weekly press availability earlier in the week. At the end of the press conference, he was asked about any sort of Tez Walker updates. It looks like Thursday we might have just some sort of definitive answer. And Mac Brown tried to explain the complicated, tangled nature 
of the NCAA and their appeal process. It gets complicated. There was an NCAA group that uh, we sent information to that uh, North Carolina Central uh, sent a letter saying they totally understood why he transferred because they did not play uh, during the season or the spring, and they weren't sure they were going to play in 21. So the MEAC, the conference, sent a letter saying yes, when a, a, a game, a, a team cancels their season, he is free to transfer. So we felt like both of those would be reason enough because the MEAC and Central said he should have a free transfer and he didn't play and he didn't have an opportunity to stay in play, that he should be eligible. Uh, that person in the NCAA office, uh, NCAA office said that they would not uh, overturn his appeal because of those two letters. So now there's a committee that's outside of the NCAA that works with the NCAA that's going to hear it Thursday morning, and, and they will see if they will overturn the appeal or not. So I am here. Here's Mac Brown. I am here for Carolina airing all of this dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. All of it. Because remember, during all the NCAA stuff that I had to cover in eight and nine and 10 and yeah. 11 and every, you know, it was, that's an NCAA investigation. We can't talk about that's an NCAA investigation. We can't talk about it. NC state with all the dentists, but that's an NCAA investigation. Can't talk about we it. can't talk about it. Carolina now is like, nah, here's what we did. Here's what we're doing. Here's how stupid the NCAA well, two, is. Two thoughts. So, you know what? I love it. I, and you got Drake may wearing his Jersey in the press conference. You got Eric church Eric on the church. sideline. They've turned this thing into the thing that Carolina does better than anybody else anywhere on this planet. And that is a PR campaign. And you're like, it just to go back to yesterday. Oh, and I'm not saying it's you, but why, why do you need Carolina's help for anything? I, I don't know. You can't trust Carolina. Da, 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 da. Just make friends. Have your allies. They're still going to screw you, dude. No, they're not. They're still going to screw you. That's, they're, that's, they're the Lannisters. No, they're, they're going to screw you no, at the end of the day. Not. I have to put it in Game no, of Thrones references. No, I'll put it like not. that. They're the Lannisters. They're going to screw you over. Woo. So, look, two things about this. One, I do agree with you that it's nice that they're just putting the NCAA yeah. business out there for everybody. I understand. That's what all schools should do. But North Carolina still has to answer for two things. A, one, w- the first one is, he transferred before they put the rule in place. I'm not hearing that enough. Why? Why? Number two, and we talked to Bob I think Orr, because they said it was announced. And the timing was the announcement, not when it was actually agreed. Hey, hey rules are the rules when they go into place. Number one. Number two, why? Because I, I think at one point they talked about, you know, legal remedies. You should have done that before the season because the NCAA is not going to help you out. You should have done that before the season. Speaking of North Carolina, App State, North Carolina, and Chapel Hill, that is sold out on Saturday. That's a 5-15 uh, kickoff. Uh, but limited tickets are available for the next home game against Minnesota. I know you're very happy about this uh, home schedule for UNC. So limited tickets available for that. For future games, you can visit GoHeels.com slash tickets or visit SeatGeek, the official secondary ticket marketplace of Carolina Athletics. So we've got UNC tickets to give away as the season goes on. They got a great home schedule. App State, Minnesota, Syracuse, Miami, Virginia. These are uh, Duke. These are all games Carolina fans care about. And then I like to say, uh, you, you know, you're, you're going to play one one double A team. Mm-hmm. They play Campbell. Oh, there's plenty of Campbell fans. Oh, so yeah, they're going to go over and see them play Campbell. This, is, this without having that Notre Dame, without having Clemson, without even having State. You look at this home schedule, and they're they're all interesting games. Very excited about that. Very excited about. 
my hometown realtor. Check them out, myhtr.com. Hometown Realty has agents all across the area. This is not the whole, hey, you know, we'll just give you money straight up and now if you go. No. Yeah, homes are going we'll for over list. 30 grand less than homes are going for over list. So why would you take anything less? That's why you need realtors. Realtors do the thing and hometown realty can do it for you. Go with the experts. They have more than 250 agents on their team. Six locations. Barry Woodard and his group. HTR, my HTR.com hometown realty. Hit them up. They're going to take care of you. I feel like we got to hit up Josh uh, over at Whitaker and Hamer to talk about some NCAA legal issues. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's an angle there. Josh also wants a tech mobile tournament at Shady's and Garner because you played the Sounders now I'm down. for your premature evaluations. And he's like, look, man, it puts you in a place. He's like, that makes me feel so good. It really, it, it takes <laughs> me like, somewhere. We got to get over there. It, it makes me feel some type of way. Right. So check out Whitaker and Hamer, uh, wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. You know how I know Brooke Pryor of ESPN loves us? because she got up early to talk to us. Hi, Brooke. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm great. I got I got my coffee. This is still just my first cup, though, so who knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> hey, look, we're about to uh, get the kids to school early in the morning live, so recording is happening really early now, so we appreciate that. Uh, I feel like, uh, speaking of early, we've had a lot of early takes on who's not showing up. Like, right now with the Carolina Panthers, Brian Burns is doing a hold-in? Not a hold-in. A little late in the game to hold-in. in Work for uh, TJ Watt. Meanwhile, you've got Nick Bosa too with the San Francisco 49ers. I, I feel like the Brian Burns, Nick Bosa situation are tied together. Nick Bosa is going to get whatever the contract he's going to get from the 49ers and the Panthers going to come in with whatever that percentage is. So what's, what's the national read on what exactly is going on with these late holdouts, hold ins just before the start of the season? I, you know, it's really interesting because Chris Jones has been the one, obviously, that we've talked about the most. With Kansas City, um, right? Yeah, with Kansas City. And that's the one that I feel like, God, did we not just do this with his last contract? And I think that he's making a massive miscalculation. I Honestly, I think that both sides are. They're both pretty entrenched in their decisions here or in their, in their stances. Um, it, it is, to me, the most interesting thing, though, is that while we're focusing on Chris Jones... I get the sense that because we're not talking as much about Nick Bosa and Brian Burns, that those are the ones that are more likely to get resolved. Um, Tomlin in his weekly presser was saying like, look, I fully expect to see Bosa because we just went through this with TJ Watt and it was a very similar situation. The difference was TJ Watt did the Brian Burns route and held in granted he was holding in. He still came to training camp. And he was working off to the side. It was also the coat. It was like a little post COVID. So training camp was different. And I wonder how much that factored into it. Like you felt like I'm in a better, I'm putting myself in a better position to be at parts of training camp and mm-hmm. like have these trainers working with me versus doing it on my own. The, the Nick Bosa route at this point, but the Steelers, I very vividly remember I <laughs> had a flat tire in my car had rolled over a nail and was in the middle of getting my tire repaired at the sketchiest tire repair shop by the train tracks. And <laughs> then by the train tracks. always by the train tracks. I have never seen anything like it. Uh, and then all of a sudden TJ Watt has a mega deal come through and I'm like, I, I gotta go. And like, thankfully the tire was patched and I sped out of there, probably got another nail in my tire at that point, but that got done the Thursday before they opened in Buffalo in 2021. And so I think, 
I get the sense that the Bosa contract situation is on the same timeline that it's going to get done this week, that it's going to get done before Sunday. And him not being at training camp or being around for things, it doesn't matter. You're Nick Bosa. TJ Watt showed up. He had two sacks, yeah. uh, five quarterback hits, and a tackle for loss, and one defensive player of the year. Um, but I, I completely agree that the Brian Bird situation is directly related to Nick Bosa. So I'm sure the Panthers are over here like, look, we will slip you money under the table if you can just get this done so we can get our stuff done because you're holding things up. But the, the difference to me, though, with the Bosa and TJ Watt is that I get the sense that Bosa is a little bit more stubborn than TJ Watt. Like there was never a doubt in my mind that the TJ Watt stuff was going to get done. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa and his family, I get the sense. Um, are gonna hold firm i think that tj watt at the end was like i don't care just get it done i i still think the 49ers are gonna get it figured out but it's i think been a little bit more contentious yeah, the, the at the risk of pointing out the the problem here brooke <laughs> the chiefs and the niners are expected to play in the super bowl they can they can dick around with their defensive ends brian burns and the panthers they, they do not have time to fiddle and diddle. No. They need him on the field to beat the Falcons on Sunday. And they need to win this game. I'm not saying like it's must win to make the playoffs, but this is a division game. This is one of the teams you're fighting against. You actually have a legitimate chance to win your division. You cannot afford to just be like, oh, okay, cool. We'll wait for Chris Jones, who the Chiefs can obviously win without. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll wait for the Niners, who the Bosa, who the Niners can obviously win without. I, I do think it's more of like the, the Steelers situation. Like, the Steelers without Watt. It's not good. It wasn't no, good when he got hurt last year. It was it was a completely different defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the Panthers are kind of in a no-win situation because mm-hmm. the because it all ties back to Nick Bosa, you're mm-hmm. just yeah. kind of stuck. To me, I think the the tact that Burns has gone is really interesting that he decided last minute, it appears to be like, oh, actually I'm out. So yeah. love to know what the front office knew, like if this was always the plan or if this took them by surprise too, if he said, look, you've got until this date and then I'm just going to stop practicing. Or if, you know, the, I think the way Sounds he about right. yeah. to let it be in God's hands and uh, now I'm done waiting for the Lord to give me a paycheck and I'm going to, you know, really double down on this. <laughs> Brooke Pryor, ESPN, joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. I was doing my my sipping of coffee much earlier than you. And I got to the Washington post and I see Jason LaConfora. The headline is that the Steelers Brooke, the Steelers are the NFL sleeper team. Are they sleeping? Are they, are they the sleeper? What's the, you know, the funny thing is I would just like to point out all dads apparently have the same morning routine because my dad texted me about the Jason LaConfora article yesterday. I did not read it yet. Um, I feel like I feel like the gray in my beard just got grayer. You're welcome. Jeez. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I agree. Can I answer the question first? (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here we go. Is Matt Canada still calling the plays for the Steelers? He is. He is. Cool. And and I know how you feel about that. And I know how many people feel about that. And we're due for some offline beers, Brooke. So we yes, we are. Um. I know that you probably reveled in him signing a toilet seat at training camp. <laughs> I'm sure that probably is your phone background screen. <laughs> I would like to say, though, that he knew what he was doing when he did it. There was a sign on the toilet seat that said, have you ever signed a toilet seat before? 
and he was trying to like the person that was doing it was trying to get multiple people to do it and matt just happened to be the first one that came up but like other guys did sign it um hold up i had not seen this hold up are you not like just permanently online look i i am i am permanently online he's not about that but i'm not about that i'm not not about that black and yellow life and yeah there's matt canada signing a toilet seat okay i like that jesus christ is trending right next no no it's christ jesus there's christ jesus so sorry so sorry i believe that's the white america christ jesus What a selection. What is happening on Twitter? I should probably close Twitter now. All right. There we go. What are you doing over there? Now you should see my TikTok algorithm. Anyway, probably revealing too much. And now you just Google the toilet seat in Mad Canada. Think about how that's going to affect your your For You page. It's totally going to mess up my cat algorithm. Darn it. And you can get cats in toilets. Who's to say? Uh, Anyway, so back back to this. I look. I do think the Steelers are being slept on because they have, I think, one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Is it, it's not necessarily a collection of superstars. I think it's, there are three or four guys, maybe three guys that are bona fide superstars. Definitely two on defense in, in TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. Kenny Pickett, I think, is a lot better than people think he is because all all we think about with Kenny Pickett all I think that the general consensus is is man the Steelers really reached for him in the first round that was a bad quarterback class he is the ceiling is Derek Carr look at Derek Carr's ceiling is not the worst thing in the world he also does not have to be Joe Burrow he doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes he can just be Ken and that's fine and he has the playmakers around him he's enough that's what you're saying he's enough he's enough that's exactly what I'm saying you're right um, I think George Pickens is going to make a jump. I think that this offensive line is significantly better. I think that Najee Harris is going to be better than he was last year, but I hope that if they can figure out the right combination of playing time between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, that rushing game gets even better. I don't think that Jalen Warren should be the lead back by any means, mm-hmm. but I think like a 60-40 split instead of an 80-20 split makes a lot more sense. It makes this offense a lot more dynamic. Adding Allen Robinson gives this offense a new wrinkle, as does Calvin Austin III. You have a new, like, Tyreek Hill-type player that can be speedy in the slot, but, like, Calvin's really good on the outside, and he's not afraid to make contested catches. They have a good tight end, and this defense is solid. My only concern with this team, when I look at how the roster is built, is the cornerbacks. They have, I swear, like, 10 10 guys that can play nickel Mm -hmm. and, like, three that can play outside. And I, their starters, I feel good about in Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. Joey Porter Jr., I think, will be good. He is a rookie, though, and he did miss some time with an injury. Their fourth corner is James Pierre, who has been on the wrong side of a lot of highlights. And after that, it kind of drops off, and I think that they're going to really miss Cam Sutton. But I, I don't know if they're thinking that maybe Shandon Sullivan can kick out. I don't know if they think that. Desmond King will be okay on the outside, but I do worry about the corners, especially when you look at the division and a lot of the deep threats that they will be facing. I mean, they Jamar Chase has lit them up before. He'll do it again. But this pass rush is really good, and I think kind of will make up for some of the deficiencies in the secondary. I think Kenny Pickett's a replacement-level quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins is probably his 
ceiling is best case scenario. He doesn't have Justin Jefferson on his team either. So George Pickens better turn into Justin Jefferson in a hurry for Kenny Pickett. And there's nothing wrong with being a replacement level quarterback if you have Tariq Hill and Justin Jefferson and all the other people around you. I think that they barely scratch the surface about what they can do with an offense. He's up there in age. How old is Kenny Pickett? 25, 26. I this is like I mean, I hate to be 35. He's like an NFL 35. I hate to be that guy, but like he's not magically going to get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Joe Burrow blew out his knee and then came back and lit the NFL on freaking fire. Fire. And that's what you need to do to be Although able to win what the is, Super Bowl. What is Joe Burrow's status now? That's been right great. The, yeah. with the that's been great history of the offseason. And if Kenny can stay healthy, then I'd rather have a guy who can well, stay healthy than a guy who's on fire. Reports. We'll close. We'll close out on this to transition out to some other stuff. Uh, and we kind of, I, I wasn't thinking about talking about Joe Burrow, but it did get me to think that this, it's been an odd off season in the NFL. I think be, between uh, some heated joint practices, uh, two instances where games have been stopped because of injuries, uh, pretty traumatic injuries that, and Aaron Rodgers taking all the air out of the room in New York and everything else that I feel like there's, there's been, very low level talks around other things in this league. And sometimes I have to remind myself, do we know what's up with Joe Burrow right now? What, what, what is the status right now? Yeah. We don't. Uh, he's been at practice. I believe he's been back out there as from everything I've heard, he's trending toward playing week one. Um, I think if he were not, we would be hearing about think, it yeah, a I, bit I, more. Yeah, what, yeah, they open no, up no. against the Browns, right? They open up with a division mm-hmm. game. If he wasn't going to play, if there was real concern about that, mm-hmm. that would maybe you know take a segment away from talking Aaron Rodgers on my <laughs> channel. Maybe just like what? You got the we, Monday night game. I mean, come on. Yeah, man, man, you got to pay you those do? bills there, Brooke. Come right, on. exactly. Listen, I we all have salaries that need to be. <laughs> I, I have a direct deposit I'd like to maintain. There you go. We, um, all, do. we all do. But look, I do – I. I think that Joe Burrow is going to play. Um, I think the Bengals are going to be a good team. I have the concerns that I have about the Steelers secondary. I also have about the Bengals secondary because they mm-hmm. what redid their safety room. Awuzie is coming off an ACL. I their pass rush is better. I talked to someone who said that the offensive line is the they think the best that they've seen since Joe Burrow has been there, which is huge because that has been a real issue. I like Orlando Brown as a human being. I don't know how much I like him as a left tackle. Um, we'll find out very soon. They better hope that he's everything they think he is with with Joe, you know, a little bit. I, I'm wondering how slowed he's going to be with the calf straight because, look, he may play week one. I think he will play week one. But how much does missing that time hurt him? Last yeah. year he missed some of training camp with the appendix, came out, and That's the Steelers fine. beat them week one. Yep. And that – did not see that coming from a mile away. So I think that he's someone that very much needs to have a full training camp and needs to, to work out some of the kinks, shake the rust off those kind of things. And if he's not able to do that, it could be a slow start for the Bengals. Obviously it doesn't doom them, but. Joe, we'll, we'll close on this. Brooke Pryor joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Outline. We have a, we don't agree on Russell Wilson this upcoming season. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to handle the Sean Payton-ness of this upcoming season. And your colleague, Seth Wickersham, uh, wrote, it's an ESPN Plus piece, but it's been aggregated at a bunch of different places. As it does, yeah. As it does. And the thing that people are highlighting, focusing on, is Sean Payton apparently telling Russell Wilson, stop kissing babies. 
you know, like, let's stop worrying about Russ Inc. And at this point, you talk about old age and habits and who you are. If Kenny Pickett's an NFL 35, what's Russell Wilson at this point, right? Dude's my age, two kids chilling. I got my routine and to have a guy come in and tell you, hey, 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 the thing that you've been your entire life, I don't want you to do that anymore. Russ can have our time with that, man. It works so well when Tom O'Brien gave him the real talk express. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Sean... re- I got to read the quote, though, because <laughs> okay. we can do it here. I know. This is Sean Baden to Russell Wilson. Will you fucking stop kissing all the baby? <laughs> You're not running for public office. Like, if that's not a splash of cold water Ooh. to Mr. Unlimited. I... But I think he, after being humbled by last year, after having know, a kicker, man. after catching strays from kickers <laughs> on charter flights, I, I think he might actually listen. I don't. He's been humbled at other points in his right. life. Like no, I don't. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. You don't think nope. that he mm-hmm. got humbled at times in Seattle? You don't think it was humbling when they were like, "Dude, we don't want you anymore. We're gonna, we're gonna send you." That's not how he thought. That's not how he saw it in his head. You got to remember. You got to so think. Why like, would well, he see it now? How would he see it now? Was he actually did fail last year on yeah, the field? Yeah, he, he was like he was bad. He was just straight up bad last year. I he still, yeah, yes, the kicker was, was talking yeah, crap about yeah. like a random strike. The, when you when you think you got a hotline and people are making it into a meme, the let's ride Rocco's <laughs> country. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe I, that was finally the moment. I don't think it is. I think that he is so insulated and so. He has so much self-belief. I read, so I haven't finished reading Seth's piece. What I think everyone needs to do is I recently reread a Russell Wilson profile by Taffy Ackner Broadnesser, Broadnesser Ackner. I cannot remember the order of her last name, but she wrote it back in like 2015. I want to say it's, it's, it's old. It is so good. Maybe it's 2018. It's so good at talking about the origin of Russell Wilson, what he believes in, why he believes it, his psyche. All of the things that she was saying back then are still true now, if not more so. And I just, I mean, even back then, people were questioning his, his being genuine. Yeah. I, I'm very much on that. And I think that this season is not going to go well for Russell and Sean Payton because Sean Payton is as real as it gets. And to me, Russell Wilson is the opposite of that. And I don't think that even if Sean Payton held a mirror up in Russell Wilson's face and was like, look at this, you have to be real. Like whatever he does, I don't, I don't think it's going to work because he is too entrenched in who he is. Mm -hmm. He is, he would have to have, (laughs) <laughs> he'd have to have a real come to Jesus moment. And he already thinks he's had that. He's not going to have another one. <laughs> Brooke Pryor, ESPN. We appreciate the time as always. Uh, hopefully we can continue to talk to you. We don't, we have not put the franchise tag on you yet. We've still, texted, still free. I know we've texted about, I might her. do a hold in. I, you might, I, I don't blame you. Uh, we'll see if we can, we'll see if our contract uh, can meet up, you know, your, your, your needs and our needs. We'll see if they can meet up. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks, guys. Big thanks to Brooke Pryor for hanging out with us. And big thanks to Matt Davis, insuregarner.com, V-O-G-insurance.com. <laughs> we, we, there are some mats that we do like. <laughs>
Yeah, this is true. <laughs> not, not all of them are Canada, uh, but we like Matt, an actual person with State Farm. He was here in studio last week, uh, and he can help you out with your home, car, all that fun stuff. I use State Farm, love State Farm, have stuck with it for over 20 years. And because it's people like Matt Davis that make it easy for you. Yeah, 919-779-8277. It's 919-779-8277. Love the billboard. What if you want to talk to an actual person? Hey, we'll call Matt Davis. His insurance and financial services there over in Garner off of Abersboro Road. Matt has you covered for all of your needs. Also, thanks to Homefield. Check them out online, homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 to save 15% off your first order from Homefield. And you you gave away the game the other day, Joe. You order, you use the OG23 promo code to save 15% off. And then magically, look, look what comes back to you. You get more promo codes. Let's go. So a lot of great vintage-inspired collegiate gear. You want addictive too. You want to have because you get one and then you're like, oh, this is a comfortable shirt. And here's the other thing: you show up to the tailgate in one of their shirts in a fire fit. People like, yo, where'd you get that shirt? Mm -hmm. Well, you got to step your game up for the next tailgate. Homefield's got you on that, so go check them out. Download the app. If I could figure out the app, you could figure out the app. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Speaking of uh, talking to real humans and things like that, a lot of people have been telling me through social media that they've been calling up Charter Spectrum to cancel. Because of the dispute that they have going on with Disney right now. And which is, you know, which is fine, whatever. Um, I get it. I've been through that process before when it comes to letting go of cable, cutting the cord and everything else. And I feel like we've kind of hit a critical mass with this charter spectrum Disney dispute. For quick context, ESPN and a lot of the other Disney channels, including ABC on the retransmission fee for a lot of these, uh, for all these distributors are not available right now. Disney pulled these channels off Charter Spectrum the first weekend of college football. Brilliant timing, can by we, the way. Can we start with the, with the obvious here, just so I'm, I'm caught up to speed? Yeah. Are you saying the company that used to be Time Warner mm -hmm. that then became Spectrum yes. is now both Charter and Spectrum? Charter. One company? Charter is the parent company of Spectrum as a cable provider. Okay. So that's where we are. So okay. When I said so when we talk about spectrum, we're talking charter. And this spectrum. is the legacy of Time Warner. Yes. Okay. Yes. I used I'm caught to, up. I used to be a Time Warner subscriber back in the day. Sure. I'm, I'm sure everyone was. Things got really expensive. I then didn't. you changed the entire industry and talked people into cutting cords. <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah, Price, you did. Prices did that because you get no, remember, no, no. That was you. The, the bundle. The bundle was brilliant back in the day. As somebody who used to do the triple play, remember the triple play? <laughs> yes. You got the phone. You got the you internet. Phone you got line. the cable. <laughs> you, you need that phone line. Well, what happened? I didn't need a phone line anymore. So yeah. I got one of these. Why am I paying for a landline if this is my main phone? So the triple play went away. So now it was about bundling That's the cable. Triple play. <laughs> Thanks, Tom O'Brien. That's the second Tom O'Brien reference today. Then we got back to just, you know, how can we make that bundle work for you? Well, you need the internet. Broadband speeds continue to increase, but you want that cable too. Things started to get more expensive as well. I moved to AT&T U-verse at one time. Because I was getting a better deal through UVerse through an introductory price. After you know doing the negotiation and everything else, two things started to be true. This got really expensive, but the internet's gotten better, and I can now watch these things on streaming services for a hell of a lot cheaper. So I went from like two sixty five a month on internet and cable. Yeah, that's probably the, the peak was. Yeah, about two sixty five a month on internet and cable to using just AT and T fiber internet at gig, gigabit speeds. 
and I got grandfathered at $70 a month. You're going to make me start doing math, and I don't think I'm going to like the answer. You're not going to like the answer. <laughs> so I, I ditched it, moved to AT&T Fiber Internet for $70 a month. I got that price because Google was coming into town with fiber. So AT&T was yeah, like, yo, 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 we hey. Don't have Google. We don't hey. have Google. And- so in my neighborhood, we did. So I got it down to $70 a month. Cool. I'm paying 90 a month for internet. Oh, trust me. There's a reason why I'm tied to AT&T going for, further. Because if the minute I do something else, I'm never getting that price again. Yeah. Not that I have a complaint because AT&T fiber internet has been really, really good for me. That's I'm, that's not a gratuitous plug. I'm just saying my experience with AT&T fiber has been a good one. So the, I slashed that internet price to $70 a mm-hmm. month. And remember, Hulu, when it was on the come up, was like 40 bucks a month. On the come up, it was like 25. Now it's like, what, 80? Like it's close to a hundred bucks now Yeah, at this point, especially when you start putting the add-ons. And then when you add HBO, you add Netflix. Now, again, these are things that you can take off and put on Damn, whenever please, you want. Please stop making easy. me do math right now. But regardless, I'm still saving money right now versus where I was at 265. I am. Okay. And again, the key here is that I don't need Peacock. I don't sure. need Netflix. Sure. I don't have Netflix anymore. So the only thing I think I'm still grandfathered into is HBO because I get AT&T internet. And remember, they're all tied together. So that's why we're here. But it's Max, sir. It's sorry, no longer Max. called HBO. I still call it Twitter. Screw them. They, they killed their own brand. It's still, it's still Joe Robbie Stadium to me. So you notice the pattern here. All right. They got rid of the triple play. And then suddenly you find, well, why do I have cable if it's costing me this much money? I have the internet and I can just watch this stuff on the internet. All right. Well, there we go. And that's why we're here. So there's been a lot of people that have been kind of angry at my my take that, y'all, this is, we're here now. The shift has happened. And the argument to me has been, well, how many times have we seen these carriage disputes? And they always get resolved after a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever it is. I said, not when the company itself is straight up telling you they don't make money on this service anymore. If you don't believe me, I finally waited for Ben Thompson's piece. I subscribed to a newsletter called Stratechery. Ben Thompson has been on the forefront of a lot of shifts in consumption. So every time he has a newsletter on these types of things, I read it like the Bible, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. So he recently put out uh, his take on what's going on. And he pulled some slides from an investor call from Charter Spectrum. This is readily available online. And the key piece here is their strategic view on video is that here's the key part. The video product is no longer a key driver of financial performance. When a company is straight up telling you that we don't, well, not that we don't need it, but we don't make money on this like we used to, and we can see how far we can go with living without it, that's an alarm bell for ESPN, Disney, and everybody else who wants to fight these uh, carriage disputes, okay? That's, that's a problem. Yeah, if I could make this analogous to a newspaper oh, classifieds are no longer like, uh-oh. Uh, uh, well, look, man, I, let's bring it to radio. Uh-oh. Radio, radio is still the dominant form of in-car listening, okay? Because casual, you just turn a button and it's fine. And I, I used to fight that argument all the time. However, I know what the stats are. I know what we were fighting on radio. The amount of people who are listening to radio now compared to five years ago has dropped immensely. And when you cannot bring that to advertisers, that becomes a problem. And that's where ESPN Disney finds itself. They want to maintain the money they've been making for a very long time. The reason why they've been raising these carriage fees is to offset subscriber losses. When you're in 110 million homes, hey, man, you might be able to live with a dollar less or or a 50 cents less. 
But as they're dropping below 70 million homes, you have to up it up. You have to keep it up to maintain the bills that are due for all the sports you're paying for. So that's why they're raising the prices because they have to maintain that money. Charter Spectrum's looking at them going, y'all, people are leaving you. People are leaving us. And that's where our, now our money, that's where our money is, is, is right now. So Ben continues with the video dilemma and how these networks kind of found themselves in this position. And what they called it was the impoverishment cycle of what's happening with video. And a lot of it is blamed on, they saw what Netflix was doing. Netflix was making buku bucks on stuff. So Disney goes, well, we should do that too. We should own our own stuff. The problem is that ESPN and, or I'm sorry, Disney is losing money on Disney plus and things like that. Cause it's not as profitable as they thought it was. And this is something that is a larger conversation where these companies are finding out the hard way. Where's your stat? The F around and find out. They're finding out the hard way that it was much better for their business long-term to make the content and sell it to somebody who wants it versus trying to own every single channel of the distribution. And what you come to find out is that you turned- Vertically integrated. Yeah. You vertically integrated for short-term profits and long-term problems. Where have we heard that before, huh. Joe? Where have we heard that's that going to bother in, I don't know, five years? So that gets us to where we are today and what's going on so with... What you're saying is ESPN added SMU and Cal and Stanford. Got uh-huh. it. I got it. I'm pretty all much what it is. Now. now, we've officially jumped... We've officially <laughs> and jumped, they lost their classified ads. ads. We've, and we've officially jumped the shark. We've officially jumped the shark. So here's our Andrew Marshan saying, new column, can Aaron Rodgers debut on the Spectrum ESPN uh, and the Spectrum ESPN standoff? No, it can't. This is another example of where we think sports is the thing that just rules the universe. It doesn't. And people are finding out the hard way that you can live without sports. And Andrew Marshan should know better. You know why Andrew Marshan should know better, Joe? You remember Lynn Sanity? Yeah. 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 The Knicks? With yeah. the Knicks? He came out of nowhere. The Knicks are always looking for a savior. And here comes, uh, was it... Uh, well, I can't remember Lynn's first name. Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy Lynn. Thank you. So Jeremy Lynn comes out of nowhere. Lynn Sanity's happening. You know who was not able to watch Lynn Sanity on the regional network? The Madison Square Garden Network. New Yorkers. <laughs> and people are like, oh my goodness, how does this happen? Did that, did that standoff end? No, it didn't. So if you can't even get thirsty Nick fans back in the day when cable was still at a more profitable point. What makes you think Aaron Rodgers and the Jets is going to change this stuff around? Sorry, I get fired up about this stuff because all the information is there for you. It's all there. It's all readily available for you. But we get sports brain poison thinking, well, I mean, somebody you and I, shout out to Brett Friedlander. He is screaming on the internet about, you've lost a customer forever, Spectrum! And Spectrum's going, Cool. Disney also knows this. So you know what Disney's doing, which they've never done before? They're saying, hey, look, there's Hulu. You know, we own Hulu. If you want to watch stuff, come on, come come on down to Hulu. People are also jumping for YouTube. Anyway, all this stuff has been interesting to me, and all of it, I find, ties to the ACC and ESPN and why you and I have been adamant about adding these schools is not a good idea. Because you had a contract that helped you weather all this stuff. And all you're doing is antagonizing your partner who's going to be going through it financially over the next couple of years. Okay. Oh, one other note. This is from Robert over at Sports TV Ratings. Reminder, the thing that is putting the most pricing pressure on bundle pricing isn't ESPN. 
its fees for the local broadcast network affiliates. Spectrum would add $23 a month for where I live, but in other areas, it's more. And in some cases, Comcast broadcast network's fee is more than $30. These are retransmissions. So that's how you get the local channels on your cable provider. Those are about to get real serious as well. So the business model is, folks, I don't know how else to put it other than I don't want to use the F and, word. No, but you're also getting into a generation that doesn't like paying for things. No, they don't. And have been conditioned their whole life to not pay for things. They don't. Oh, one other one and other note. they've also been conditioned not to care about sports the same way the previous generations do. One other note from Ben Thompson, and he puts in a paragraph that I've been screaming the last couple episodes about why the ACC is not in a good position with what they're doing with ESPN. The biggest long-term question has to be around sports itself. Sports leagues could extract ever higher rights fees from ESPN because ESPN could extract ever higher affiliate fees from cable TV providers. If the latter is broken, then the former is as well. Yes, YouTube TV still exists and Disney still plans on ESPN streaming. All of those options, though, entail dramatically increased customer choice. Leagues like the NBA have shrugged off declining ratings with the certainty that they would, via cable TV subscribers, get paid regardless but now the choice isn't just whether to click the remote, but whether to simply click cancel and watch something else. He argues for the rebundling of things, yep. but I don't see that happening anytime soon. But that paragraph right there succinctly points to what I've been screaming for years. The money isn't always going to be there because the business is changing. And if you're making your decisions based on how things have been, you're screwed. You cannot base your hypotheticals on how things have been, period. You have to look at where things are going. And the biggest issue that I have, and I had a couple people uh, email me and through social media, I know there was one listener who's like, you guys got this wrong or you just adamant about it being a wrong choice. No, we're adamant about this being the wrong choice. And all this TV stuff is the freaking reason why. And I'll point this out again. How much are they paying Fishbait Solutions at the ACC? A lot, yes. Has anybody over at Fishbait Solutions paid the $5 a month it cost me to get Ben Thompson's newsletter? Because you're paying God knows what for these, these solutions or whatever. I'm paying 5 bucks a month. And I just put in one paragraph, one paragraph that Ben Thompson wrote to let you know the business is screwed and you're banking your future on a screwed business. Maybe they'll take out classified ads, Joe. Maybe that's what they'll do next. All right, it's time for another round of mixtape, Joe. We've got listener Kirk. Kirk, what's going on, man? How you been? How you doing? Doing good. How y'all doing? We're good. So um, apparently, you did not you did not do well on yesterday's mixtape while you were listening, huh? That, that's right. Neither did I. I don't know where Joe got that one. I barely remember the Ting Tings. Let's be real. Like, I'm sure I had it on an iPod playlist back in the day, but I really don't remember the Ting Tings. Is that still on your... Do you still rock with the Ting Tings? No, I just it was the lyrics that made me laugh. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So here's how it's going to work, Kirk. We've got Stacy, uh, who is a listener. She's working on a sign for us. Graphics House is the name of her place. She's got an incredible Southern accent. She is going to read lyrics. And once she is done reading, I just need you to identify the song, all right? We have one tumbler left. If you get this thing right, the tumbler's yours. So we'll see how you do with that. All right. You ready to go? All right. I'm ready to go. All right. Here we go. Here's Stacy. 
baby girl, what's happening? You and your ass invited, so gone and get to clapping. Go pop it for a player. Pop, pop for me. Turn around and drop it for a player. Drop, drop for me. I ran a beach house in Miami. Wake up with no jammies. Lobster tail for dinner. Julio, serve that scampi. You got it if you want it. Said you got it if you want it. Take my wallet if you want it. Mm. I know this song. I don't, I'm not going to get it right. Like, it's 2010s. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. I need, to get, I need to guess, man. All right. Um, I, I want to say Bruno Mars, Bucktown Funk. I know it isn't. I know it's wrong, but I just, I'm completely stumped. It feels like Young Money 2010 YMCB, but I, I don't have it. I don't know it. Joe, it's up to you. Man. You're really close, man. You're really close. No, it's not Tumblr worthy, but wings over. We got Ryan Malley actually here in studio. $25 gift card for you. Forgetting Bruno Mars, since Joe loves to say you get the artist, but the name of that song is "That's What I Like." That's what I like. Pop oh, it, pop it yeah. for a player, yeah. just just pop you it. Got, you got you Go got Bruno Mars it for a player. Just drop it. You got Bruno Mars. Yeah. You and your ass. The and Jamie's pop. line it felt like Bruno, mm. so that was yeah. yeah. Julio served that yeah. scampi. I mean, Kirk. Well, and I thought Not Julio gets that. Stretch, for that. So. <laughs> I don't know who Julio is, but apparently he's tight with Bruno. Mars. Yes, he, he, he makes does, many many appearances. He does get the uh, he does get the references from time to time. All right, Kirk, appreciate it, man. All right, thanks for having me, y'all. Look, man, I left that one up to you. I mean, I know I gave a tumbler away just for knowing Taylor Swift. That was embarrassing. Yes, no, it's fine. I, I I still own it to this day. It's no big deal. If you took that tumbler, which you value very, very highly, that you're not going to give it away on Bruno Mars, just Bruno Mars alone, how, where do you think Weston would grade that oh, tumbler? 10 out of 10. Okay. Perfect 10. But you know what? You don't know what you don't know. So you got to go down to Oak City Sports Cards and figure out, get the best value for your cards and your memorabilia off of Glenwood Avenue, downtown Raleigh, or check them out online, Oak City Cards. Dot com. Also, big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Uh, check them out online, bugsbite.com. Has Hayes already set up the RV for the NC State Notre Dame? Yeah, he'll, he'll be there Friday night. He's okay. ready. Very Noon start. You got to have that breakfast tailgate. That's true. And now, if you're going to be tailgating it at home, you're going to be grilling out. Maybe you got the TV outside. You don't want mosquitoes to mess that up. So contact Mosquito Authority. They can get you your treatment. And again, it, we have not hit false fall yet. Still hot. You got critters trying to get inside. Pest Authority can handle that for you. Yeah, Bugs Bite. Dot com mosquito authority pest authority check them out what's up next what's up next joining us on the Heaster automotive group hotline he is steve wiseman news and observer he is an ap top 25 voter and let's just get right out of the gate steve because uh, you also covered duke for the news and observer you were there monday night from what you saw out of clemson were they worthy of a top 25 rank no didn't Flat out. Straight out. Straight out. When I was doing my ballot after the game at about 3 o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> I had to maneuver things around. And for a second, I had him at 25th. And then I thought, no, they got to earn their way back in. This is this is the first ballot I, I'm doing with the actual games. Yeah. And they did not look like – they look like a team Florida State's going to beat by three touchdowns. I mean, Duke beat them by three touchdowns, right? So I watched Florida State the night before. I'm like, there's no way. No way. 
So how do you explain the people who still have Clemson ahead of Duke? I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand that. I mean, and again, it's not always one game decides it, right? Because if it's the end of the season and other games have been played, right, mm-hmm. uh, you factor that in. But this is there's one game. And did did anybody watch that Clemson team and think it looked like Clemson? From, no. No. I no, mean, they did not. No. So no. You, are you looking at Steve's ballot right now? I'm I'm trying to figure out like who is voting for Clemson and based on what like you got to throw the thing out like we we talked about the the first the first vote yeah, the preseason is a guess yes yeah you're trying to figure out what's going to happen yep you don't have any data to go by nobody's been to every camp yeah you know? <laughs> but but this one I mean and and there were people who didn't vote for Duke either right like yeah wh- wait, wait, what did you not then, see from Duke I mean I don't really want to go through all of this but Brian Fonseca. You have Duke at twenty three and Clemson at fifth. Like, did did you watch? I I don't get it. That's brutal. All right. So, who was your biggest move for this week? Um, let's see. Well, I moved Florida State up to the top four. Okay, they're, they're four. So that was a big move. Okay. Um, Notre Dame went up to the top ten. They only moved. I think I moved them like four slots. So mm-hmm. those are two of the bigger moves Look because taking care of Kansas State. That's good. Yeah, they're a very vocal fan base. I'm a little high on Wisconsin <laughs> compared to other voters. I admit that. All right. Um, I'm a big Luke Fickle guy. Okay. Um, I think yeah, he, did he, a, he had his time at Duke. Uh, that's right. Never forget. <laughs> and he did his great job at uh, Cincinnati when he came from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll see. Um, he's got Phil Longo. We'll see how that goes. But you know. No Iowa for you? <laughs> you texted me, Steve. They weren't in there for the first ballot. So <laughs> you, you texted me, Steve, about just easy money. Easy money. With the uh, with the 25. And I'd forgotten, I'd, I will admit, I'd forgotten that uh, Ferencz's kid, who's the offensive coordinator, has goals that he has to meet in his contract. Yeah. And there's an actual point total that he has to meet. I, based on the first game, I don't know if he's going to hit those points. Point totals. I think somebody's getting fired at the end of the season. Because you need to run it up against yeah, I mean, Utah State. That's the team to do it. Yeah. Right? This isn't Ohio State or, you know, Penn State or anybody else. It's it's like, uh, <laughs> it's it's the easy stuff. It's like back when I used to have, you know, company-covered health insurance, they would ask you to do X, Y, Z. The easiest thing, go get a physical. That was like 60 points towards your 100. Exactly. It's the easiest thing to do. You can't do that against Utah State. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Yikes. You better pluck it. Yikes. Okay. Okay. No, I, I guess the, the, the question here for um oh somebody what? doesn't believe oh what with colorado yeah dion's gonna be like emailing you good what yeah. happens if they be, what sh- happens if they beat he, nebraska he was, he, well so what <laughs> <laughs> you know but you don't want to give him something beat to that rule you beat that rule man come on that's that's the fun part here, here was my thinking on that TCU was like 17th in the preseason poll. Yeah I had him 24th. Okay. Okay. Yep. So and you, I wasn't as impressed by that win as Others were, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was 45-42. I mean, I watched the game. That was a good thing about Saturday. Duke didn't play it on Monday. I got to watch a lot yeah. of games. So I watched that game. Incredible. They have incredible talent at, at Colorado, right? Yeah. Travis Hunter, all that stuff, right? Um, they gave up 42 points. And so, again, Nebraska's not going to impress me. It'll impress me less than TCU, frankly. Mm-hmm. Now, they went on the road and won. So that was good. So they get they're getting ranked. But you got to do a little more proving. I got to see. Right. I was going to say who who really bought the Kool Aid here? Randy Johnson from the Minneapolis Star Tribune is Colorado at number twelve. It's always fun to look at the outliers. Yeah. No, sorry, my bad. David Jablonski with Colorado at number nine. 
He's he doesn't want to get called out. Yeah, he's, he you know, believes. No, I yeah. think it's as yeah. simple as that. He just do believes. you believe? Next question. Uh, no, whatever. I don't. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll actually close on this, Steve, because you've been a you've been a beat writer for a very very long time, and you and you covered Duke. I and believe jo- in Mike Elko. And I'll tell Joe, you. And Joe Joe used in a previous <laughs> life was a beat writer. Why do coaches? And I'm sure you've experienced this. Why do coaches not understand that your job is not to believe? Your job is to cover the team. There's a difference. There's a distinction. And in this day and age. There's enough other media outlets whose job it is to promote you. And I'm and I'm not, I don't think I'm being out of I'm not being out of pocket when I say the recruiting sites, right? On threes, 24-7 rivals have a symbiotic relationship with these schools because they yes. are about promoting yes. the recruiting cycle for the school. Okay. Not to say that they can't be critical. I mean, this is where I'll give Inside Carolina a hell of a lot of credit because Writers like Greg Barnes in the past will absolutely go after a school when they feel it's time to do it. Yep. But your job is very cut and dry about what you do. So why do why do coaches not understand this? I don't know if it's like if it's old time thinking like, you know, this is the paper that lands on my doorstep. You know, <laughs> talk about old yeah, school. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, they, they see you every day. You're in their community, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, the, the smart ones you would work with. Don't, they know the difference. Yeah. Like David Cutcliffe knew the difference. Mm-hmm. Mike Elko knows the difference. I mm-hmm. feel you know confident about that. So that's good. But I, I have worked with others that many, well, many Steve, that haven't. Steve, I saw on the paper that you, uh, <laughs> what, did Kay ever give you shit? Come on. Uh, it was more about baseball stuff. <laughs> we don't get into that. But yeah, no, he, <laughs> he was fair. pretty good. That's fair. Steve Wiseman, News and Observer, AP Top 25 voter. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. I still do not envy being an AP top 25 voter, even though I know you missed it's it. homework, man. I know you, you do it's homework. I hate homework. I'm done, man. I'm, I'm done with that stuff. I just, I wing it. I, it's funny. I did the Enlo open house yesterday and in their CNC class, they had this old picture of Boris Yeltsin and Bill Clinton and they look drunk, which I mean, honestly, Who's to say? Who's to say? Probably. And it was like the face you make when you didn't study and you're just trying to wing it. You didn't bring any notes. That's me every day, baby. It's me every day. Uh, Breeze through. Speaking of doing homework, you don't want to do homework for tailgating. I get that. Sometimes you're like, oh, crap, we got to get out there. I didn't have time to grab X, Y, Z. No big deal. Breeze through has what you need on your way to the stadium. Uh, And we're going to be doing the show from Breeze through live 10 o'clock on Thursday for their customer appreciation. $1.76 $1.76 gas. We're going to be live from the beer cave. It's going to be a fun time. I also don't want to give us too much credit for our social media skills, but our social media swarm has convinced Adam to join the Twitters. Breeze through now on Twitter. So <laughs> big, big shouts to all of our, our listeners out there for making sure that Breeze through knows what's up. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, thanks to Butcher's Market as well. They've got your tailgate needs in terms of you need the charcoal, you need things to smoke, you need the seasoning, you need the marinade. Most importantly, you need the meats. Just saying, go get the steak sandwich, man. Or if you want to be lazy, not overcomplicate this. If you want to be lazy, just go ahead and get the steak sandwich. I don't see what the problem is with that either. So big thanks to Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovia's Angelio. All right, I think we got time for one one Hey Joe question. All right, it's Wednesday, so he's open. Oakwood Pizza Box, OakwoodPizzaBox.com. Shout out to Anthony. This comes to uh, my friend LK, P1 listener. Hey Joe, do you guys miss each other? When you're not recording and there's this, uh, there's this TikTok. Is that you? Is that young you? That, that is, I wish it was young me. So let me pull up this TikTok real quick. 
uh, to see what LK is getting at here. And then like, I'd be like, yo, I miss you. You'd be like, cool. Yeah. That's, like, that's what you would do. You'll never be like, yo, I fucking miss you too. I didn't though. I can, that hurts more. How does that hurt? Because like, miss me. I, but I just saw you. It doesn't matter when you saw me. It's no, about it the fact that I'm not with you all the time. It, so the second you leave, I should miss you already. Yes. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should, you son of a bitch. Yeah, the much. second I leave my wife when and family. I miss you and I tell you, like, yo, I fucking miss you. You've never done that. If you, if, you, if you ain't getting paid, you will see me every week. Before you come on, do you miss me when I'm not around? This is another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when it's Wednesday and you're seeing me tomorrow, do you think, I can't wait to see James? Or do you, do you roll your eyes and say, recorded day tomorrow? It depends. Wait, wait, let me answer, let me answer, let me answer. I'm well, asking I, if no, you I miss know, me when I'm not around. <laughs> So, Joe, mm. do you miss me when I'm not around? Uh, of course. Of course. Bullshit. <laughs> Always. Bullshit. You already know the answer. Ah, please. <laughs> it's funny. I used See, to get... This is where I'm worried. We're not the youths, man. No, we're not the youths. No, yeah. no. Do I... Yeah, I would say when, when the show's over, I'm not going to miss you. No. But like when you've been on vacation or like when I'm out of town... I'm like, you know, I miss doing the podcast with Joe. I do. I miss you. It's true. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, you know what I miss? I miss I miss Joe um, getting mad at Riley Leonard. <laughs> right. Just I, when he goes on a rant. Yeah, I miss that. Actually, I wasn't mad at Riley Leonard. It was, it was more, it was more of, everything yeah. else. Yeah. It's funny. I used to get questions all the time about, um, you know, because Adam Gold and I did the show for Ever. I worked yeah. at 850 The Buzz, obviously. It was the key to your success. The two but, but you didn't talk in between. But, but that's what I said. It's like, oh, you know, like you and Adam friends? Like, yeah, we're friends. You like guys hang out? I go, no, we no. don't hang out. Not that I won't hang Adam out. Adam doesn't hang out with anybody. No, well, Adam's his wife and his horses, dude. Adam's a hermit now. Gold used to go out. He used to go out. Because again, I'm, I've known Adam for 20 plus years. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember Adam's days in between marriages. He wouldn't go out. Okay. The point is that. And I've said this before, I spend or spent and spend more time with you during a week than I do with Kelly. Even now? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Especially with running off to hockey and marching band and various other things. And while I'm sometimes there, like physically there, you and you know this, Joe, you're physically you're a there. multitasker. You're physically there. But no, no, no. Let's talk about you. Uh, it's a football Saturday. You're physically uh, there. Uh, yeah, I'm watching the game. Jess could be saying whatever. And you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm, yeah, true. sure. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. Yeah. Hey, I just bought another air fryer. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We'll see you all Thursday live from the beer cave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.